it was seventh or eighth grade and skate shoes were in. They were bulky yet stylish. Uh, all the cool kids were wearing them. Even if you never stepped on a skateboard in your life. Everyone is familiar, most people are, with just the traditional Vans shoes and that being a skate shoe. But this was the time for brands like DC, uh, Audio, Etnies, really for them to shine. Now, if you were really cool, you rocked either a pair of ESs, Circas, or Osirises, but they'd cost you a little bit extra. Now, I remember getting home one day and my mom had a present for me. I loved gifts, definite my love, my, definitely my love language then. And I quickly realized it's a shoebox, and my excitement just absolutely peaks. And all I wanted was to show up to school with a pair of oversized, non-functional shoes so that I could fit it. I opened the box. I pushed the tissue paper aside. I looked down, and they're airwalks. I was hugely disappointed as airwalks were lame. And I remember being embarrassed. I remember being ashamed that I wasn't able to, to keep up with the cool kids. I wasn't going to fit in. Now, mind you, I, I'm referencing a pair of shoes from junior high, but isn't this it? That in all of our lives, there are ways in which we just want to fit in. And for whatever reason, we don't. And we'll spend our lives striving just to do that, to just to fit in. Now, there's something in our life, wherever it is, it might be something that we're embarrassed about. It might be something that we're ashamed of. It might be something that we're guilty for. It's, it's the thing that's opposite of the picture of success. It's the thing that you can't change no matter how hard you try. It's the last topic you want someone to bring up at a party. It's the divorce years back. It's the history of addiction. Your physical or mental ailment flunking out of school. It's ongoing weight issues, not great with your words, wishing you were in a relationship. Maybe it's your child struggling. Maybe that you're not masculine enough. What is it for you? What keeps you from feeling like you fit in? Keeping you from being fully accepted, liked, and worthy by societal measures. So I think we're going to see this narrative actually revealed in new ways through the story of Christmas. What we call Advent in the church, as we've introduced, this is the surprising good news that we anticipate each year at this time. And we're going to see this narrative of not fitting in play out in the story of Jesus. Today, we're going to kick off our new Advent series, Light in the Darkness. And we're going to step into this nativity scene to explore those who were there, the people that surrounded this baby, this light that broke into humanity during the darkest time of year, and ask the question what this means for us today. So this morning, 
We're going to read of the shepherds, and this is found in uh, Luke 2, 8 to 15, and we're picking up right after we read that Joseph and Mary had just given birth in Bethlehem, and it says this in verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Now, real quick, shepherds a couple thousand years ago, at most, were pretty normal people average. But in so many ways, they were actually nobodies. They were seen as dirty and vile. They were social and religious outcasts, out of touch with culture. They were on the lower rung of society. In modern day, it's the guys from the other sides of the tracks, those who don't use proper grammar. It's those who are just the ones who are out of touch with current culture. It's the men that you don't want your daughter dating. And it's here that I want to remind us that this isn't just a story from a couple thousand years ago, way back when this thing that happened in a vacuum. This is what God is doing all the time, even right now. So what is it with you? What are the ways that you do not fit in? What are some of the ways you feel guilt, shame, insecurity around what you have done or even just who you are? Let's continue in verse nine. It says this, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom this favor rests. Now, here's the deal. Aside from Mary and Joseph, the shepherds are the first who God reveals this good news to. Like, what in the world was he thinking? You have the the greatest announcement that will change the trajectory of humanity, and you go to the fringes of society, the looked down upon, to those who don't fit in, and you invite them to go and enter back into a society that they don't have equity in for them to go and confirm this good news. In what world does this make sense? So here's my thought. The angels could have appeared to anyone. They could have appeared to someone other than the shepherds, but they didn't. What if God was showing the shepherds a different view of reality, a different view of God himself? What if he was showing them a different view of themselves? My first year playing professionally after college, I didn't feel like I fit in. This was really one of the most amazing things that had happened in my life. I was loaned as a training goalkeeper to Real Salt Lake. Uh, This is a major league team with some big name players who had just won the MLS Cup the year before. It was one of those pinch me moments in my life. 
Those players had pedigrees. They had following. They had an, an off-the-field lifestyle. They had everything that society desires. And in so many ways, everything that I wasn't, I just did not fit. And I just wasn't myself in trainings for the first few months. I, I lacked confidence. I questioned everything. I, I would just get embarrassed in, in these ways I never experienced before. And I remember after one training session, my coach came up to me and he said, Ryan, start playing up to your ability. Do you know what that did to me? See, he, he was naming that he saw more within me. There was a higher level that he believed I could play at, no matter what I thought or how I felt like I was different, how I felt like I could fit in. But he was revealing what he saw in me. And by naming, he was calling me to be, not who I had been. This, for me, gave me the encouragement to participate more fully with the team, though I had plenty of shortcomings relative to the other guys on the team. My coach was saying, you have worth and you have value and you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And I want you here. So where do you need some naming in your life today? This is to be reminded of who you've uniquely been created to be by your heavenly father. To be spoken over words of encouragement, which draw you from isolation that comes from feeling like you just don't fit in and into a mission, into a story that is so much bigger, that brings joy to all people. Is it in your past or is it in your present? Where do you feel like you don't fit in right now? See, what we see through this story of Advent and specifically through the shepherds is that if our heavenly creator has become human, it means that in all of our embarrassing, ordinary, non-glamorous lives that we lead, this is exactly where God shows up to bring good news. In failed relationships, where there's financial debt, to those who are socially awkward, I mean, the list goes on and on. God is still announcing that this is what I am doing in the world and that you matter. We end with verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. See, like the shepherds, you and I today are exactly where God shows up to reveal himself. To remind you and I of, of who we are. And he invites us to carry this news, which brings joy to all people. That you are made for so much more than the areas of your life in which you may feel like you just don't fit. When we adopted our first daughter, Emery, uh, I got to very quickly share in the, the, you know, the actual act of putting her down to bed uh, as, as she was bottle fed. And I'm thankful for this because it actually started a, a practice which has formed for me that were for both of our girls uh, pretty regularly when I get to put them down for bed, I hold them, I sing them a song, 
And then I just speak words over them before I lay them down, naming them. Emery, you are beautiful. You are compassionate. You are an advocate. You are loved. Josie, you are beautiful. You are sweet. You are an encourager. You are loved. See, there's not much more I want for my girls than for them to know whose they are and who they are. And God is in the business of naming to remind you and I of whose we are and who we are. The place from which the rest of our lives flows for others. So as a way of closing out this morning, I just want to declare for you God's names for us, for you as followers of Jesus, as believers. And if you're here this morning trying to figure out where you fit in regard to faith, know that you fit within the love of God and that he is in a loving pursuit to name you these things. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ forgave you. See, when you feel that you've caused too much harm, when your past mistakes still cause present pain, when you can't seem to forgive those who have caused you harm, God is saying that in and through my son Jesus, you are forgiven. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When you feel like nobody listens to you, that your voice is either too much or too little, that you don't get the respect or care that you deserve, God is saying in and through my son Jesus, you are heard. John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Where you can't seem to get ahead, your health has taken a turn, your employment is in flux yet another month. God is saying that in and through my son Jesus, you are victorious. 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. How you don't feel like you fit in your family. The abandonment you've experienced growing up, the pain caused by those who were supposed to be closest to you. God is saying that in and through my son Jesus, you are adopted, you are my son, you are my daughter. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When you just can't seem to get it right, where everything that you try just continues to fail, everyone around you can do it better, and you just can't find the purpose that you were created for. God is saying that in and through my son Jesus, you are gifted and you have a purpose. And 1 John 4, 9 says that this is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. 
no matter how much you give, you just don't seem to receive in return. No matter how much you put yourself out there, it just doesn't seem anyone on the other end cares. No matter how many failed relationships or words of hate that you have experienced, God is saying in and through my son, Jesus, that you are loved, you are accepted, and you are worthy. You fit in. This is the good news that brings joy to all people. What areas of your life are you inviting God to name you this morning? To reveal to you how you fit into his larger story of healing the world. So may this morning we live from a peace of knowing whose we are and who you are. Let's go ahead and take communion together.